earth. Glory to God. Well, if we left right now, we, of course, you all have another service, don't you? I've got a plane to catch, so I'm, I have, I'll leave at 1030, so I'll trust you all to look at your watches and go like this when it's close. <laughs> we help one, around, one another around here. Praise God. Well, did you bring your Bibles? Let's turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Glory to God. And when you get there, say glory. Glory. And we'll turn also to Matthew's gospel, chapter 26. Praise the Lord. How many love the word of God? I'm telling you, after my husband went off and left me, he went to heaven. After almost 30 years of marriage, this is 12 years ago, but uh, I missed him sleeping in bed with me. I missed that weight, you know, so I put a bunch of pillows there. Well, they weren't heavy enough, so I started putting all my books and Bibles on top of the pillows so I'd get more of them. Glory to God, whatever. Don't look at me like that. You might do the same thing. I don't know. And uh, I got, I never slept with the word of God before until after Bob went to heaven. But I tell you, it's, it's been an interesting journey to wake up in the middle of the night, roll over, and there's the word of God. And it's so precious because there's awareness that God and his word are the same. And have the very same authority. If Jesus were to walk in here with his beautiful regal robes and say, I have a word from heaven. It would not contain any more authority than what this word has in your lap. So you have Ephesians chapter 1. And beginning with number verse, uh, oh I love it all. But we'll start with verse 15. These are spirit, Holy Ghost spirit inspired prayers that were given to Paul. And they're just as real today and just as full of the Holy Ghost and power. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, to read these prayers for yourself every day and put your name in it. And life will start changing for you. So we'll begin reading. Uh, We could just start practicing right now by every time you see the word you, you could say, give unto me. Make it personal. We'll start with verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. If you just read out loud, it's okay. If you have the amplified, we'll get over it. I mean, it's wonderful. But I think it's encouraging to let your spirit hear your voice speak out the word of God. Verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Are you ready? Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your my understanding being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory 
of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Hallelujah. Now, while we're there, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. And here's another one. Holy Ghost, power, packed, infused, word of God. You can pray this every day and your life change. Now we notice in chapter 3, verse 14, where Paul said, For this cause I bow my knees. I believe the cause he's referring to is Ephesians chapter 2, where it says in verse 22, In whom we are being builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. And it so overwhelmed Paul. That he said, for this cause, I bow my knees. So let's begin with 14. Put your name in it. Chapter 3, verse 14. And let your heart hear your voice speak the word of God. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In order that Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, and that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Anybody have the Amplified handy? What does that say? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you just shout it? That you may have the richest measure of the divine presence. And become a body wholly filled and flooded 
with God himself. Do you believe that? Give the Lord praise. I believe. With my heart, I believe. My head is going, no way. But it's with the heart, the inward man of the heart, it says in Romans, that you believe. So how many, by the uplifted hand, with your inward man, I believe. That he that began a good work in me is completing it. Hallelujah. He's watching over his word to perform it. And in case you just didn't quite get it, the last verse is for you in that uh, second to last verse. Let's, verse 20. Let's read it together. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. I got something on the inside. Because see, it says, according to the power that was working in you. And it says also that you be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So this changes in correlation with the power that's working in you. So do you know this little song? I know my sister does. I got something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I got something on the inside, and it's working, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I got something on the inside. And it's working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change. God, thank you, Father. That came as a spiritual song to our dear brother, Brother Keith Moore. Have you ever heard of Reverend Keith Moore? He was the vessel that received that from heaven. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Things received from heaven. These prayers came from heaven. And they are to be fully appreciated and applied in our life. In the same book of Ephesians, chapter 5, and don't forget about Matthew, because it's part of my message. Verse, chapter 5, and verse number, it's also good. We'll start with verse number 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Wherefore. I think a wherefore is like the word therefore. When you read it in your Bible, find out why it's therefore. (laughs) So in relationship to redeeming the time because the days are evil, wherefore. Be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I love that, brother. Amen. Y'all can preach with me. I love it. It's like it puts fuel on the fire. Amen. Let's all say that. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. Question, does he want us to know? Absolutely. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. And. And is a conjunction word. It joins what he just said to something he's about to say. So in connection with understanding the will of the Lord, verse 18, and. So this has something to do with the will of the Lord. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And if you've done a little bit of scratching around in the original language in the Greek, that word be filled is, yes, be being filled. Like a constant bubbling up, constant energizing action of the Holy Ghost. Be being filled with the Spirit. Not just on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning when the alarm goes off. Be being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in... Now notice the three categories here. Psalms, that's one. Hymns, number two. And what? Spiritual songs. Three. Three different classifications. Psalms, that could... now. That could come out as a poem or an ode if you're not given to music much. Or even if you can't sing, though there's still a song in your heart, a melody. My dad couldn't keep a tune, but I, neither could Brother Hagen. And I would listen to him because part of my job at the very beginning for Brother Hagen was to transcribe all of his uh, crusade messages and all of his... Uh, teachings that he would give at the Rainbow Bible Training Center. So I had the little transcriber machine and uh, put it in your ear and you have a little paddle here, you know, and you get with it. And the editor said, I want everything on it, including if he clears his throat, put in parentheses, he cleared his throat. Even in during the healing line, if he's praying, write down everything. So many times when the healing line would occur, and I had these little things in my ears, I could hear it so beautifully. And he would begin to sing. And he would sing monotone. But oh, it was such a joyful, beautiful, beautiful sound into the Lord. And I'm saying all this to say, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, don't cut yourself short. God loves your voice just the way you are. Just the way you are. <laughs> Praise God. I can still hear Brother Hagen now singing. 
Blessed be the name. And yeah, little Bob brought it to it. You know what I'm talking about? Blessed be the name. And all the waves of glory that would just come through my... And then one day, all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, I sensed as I was typing in my own little world with getting it done, and I just sensed like a presence. A presence. And I looked up, and it was... Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. And my office was part of a classroom. I didn't really have an office, so no one ever bothered me. Classes dismissed at noon, and I went to work at noon, so everybody was gone. I was always by myself. And so it was a shock after many months of typing his messages. He was in, he was there. In those days, I was so quiet and shy. I never really had talked to him. I look up at him, not in worshiping him, but just admiring the presence of God that he developed, the degrees of God's glory that each one of us, like we read in that prayer, we're being changed from glory to glory. And through the many years of him feeding on the word of God, he carried glory, he carried God. So he stood in front of me and he began to talk. And I didn't hear one word he said. (laughs) I had a ringing in my ears. I thought, dear brother, if you had the word of knowledge, you'd know that I'm not discerning one thing you're saying. (laughs) He was just going. So finally, he said goodbye. I got that part. I looked down at my desk, and there on my desk was his notebook. Have you ever seen that little... A beautiful leather tooled notebook that had a zipper. That notebook was on my desk. And some pages, blank pages, and some notes. So I called the editor. I had a phone. I called the editor who happened to be my mother. (laughs) And we had a working agreement that when I'm at the office, she wears the hat as editor, she's my boss. And then at home, she's my mother. And I'm, so I called her and I said, Mom, I'm talking to you as a, as a daughter to a mother right now. Just forget editor, please. Lay it aside. I help. <laughs> she goes, what's wrong with you? And I said, Mom, Brother Hagen just walked in at my desk and he left me the, the notebook. And I think I'm supposed to write some notes. And I, and I, I don't know. He might have missed God. I think it's you, Mother. And she said, Shelly, just do it. And hung up the phone. (laughs) I didn't know you could perspire through your fingertips. (laughs) So I wrote, it was those electric typewriters, electric typewriters. Am I dating myself or what? Anybody remember those electric, electric typewriters? And I roll that piece of paper in and started looking at his notes. And he was having a seminar, Holy Ghost seminar. And so these were notes concerning the Holy Spirit. And I just said, oh, dear Jesus, help. And do you know what? The greater one is in me and the greater one is in you to get the work done. 
So all of that to say, the time came, and I put it all together in his notebook, zipped it up, went, walked over to his office, opposite side of the building. His secretary, Doris Moyer, remember Doris? She said, come on in. I came in, put the notebook on her table, on her desk, and she said, thank you. Brother Hagen's not in right now, but thank you. And for the next few weeks, I refused to eat in the lunchroom because I did not want to see Brother Hagen. I was too, look what the Lord has done. I can stand in front of you now and not have any fear. Look what the Lord has done. I was so shy and bound by the opinions of people. But look what the Lord has done. And finally, one day, he cornered me at the trash can. <laughs> said, boo. Oh, and I jumped. And he said, I just wanted to tell you, you did a good job. I gushed. I went, thank you. Thank you, Brother Hagen. You really think so? And I learned something about faith. What a lesson I learned about faith at that very second. I told you once. And that's enough. Hallelujah. Now, husbands, I don't suggest you do that with your wives. You tell her that you love her all the time. (laughs) But in that scenario, and in that particular case, that was enough. Hallelujah. So the next two years, uh, and even more, but I went back to college to get my degree in education. He said, you're wasting your time. You need to stay here with me. And he was right. I believe in education. Thank God for education. But at that season, you know, it's just a precious season, a precious window to be with him and to type his notes. And one thing I've read and typed was when Jesus appeared to him, how many have ever read his book, I Believe in Visions? If you haven't, I encourage you to to read it. And in one of the visions of Jesus, Jesus said to him, the most important thing for my church right now is this scripture that you and I have just read in Ephesians chapter 5. And be being filled with spirit. Think about it. That's what Jesus said. This is one of the most important things for you and I. To be being filled with spirit. Speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, we'll, an example of this, hold on to that, is you still have Matthew? We have Matthew in the wings there waiting. But you can see where in Matthew chapter 26, right before Jesus' crucifixion, and it says in verse 30, And when they had sung a what? A what? It wasn't blessed assurance. It wasn't amazing grace. Uh, Jesus was Jewish. And there were particular psalms or hymns that, psalms that they would sing as Jews during the particular feast. And one of the psalms that they would sing is Psalm 118. So let's go to Psalm 118. When you get there, say glory. Hallelujah. Lord, help me not to be boring. (laughs) 
Water your word with the Holy Ghost and power in Jesus' name. So they sang a hymn. You have Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Now, here's you and me, verse 4. Let them now that fear the Lord say. You know how to say that in Hebrew? Kitov. Kilealam hasto. Kilealam hasto. Ki means because. Lealam, forever. That word in Hebrew means those worlds that we know and those that we don't even know. Forever and ever and ever. And eternity upon eternity. Le'olam, le'olam, le'olam. Can you say le'olam? <clears throat> That's what he would have said. He wasn't speaking King James. He was saying, ki tov, ki le'olam, hasto, hasto. His mercy endureth forever. Glory be to God. Now look at this. You, we won't take time to read the whole thing. But look at verse 8. Just imagine Jesus singing this with his disciples right before his. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about. But in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. Can you hear him singing it? And I don't think he was a Wally Cox, a little weak thing singing it. He was the Lord of glory. The Lamb of God singing this. Woo! Maybe we can have a video of him singing it in heaven when we get there. Uh, look at verse number 13. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. We know in Isaiah 53 that it says it pleased the Lord to crush him. To crush Jesus. Because it pleased the Lord to bring many sons unto glory. And there had to be the shedding of blood. There had to be the Lamb of God. The sacrifice. Jesus himself. So God's plan of redemption. It pleased. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. Verse 14. The Lord is my strength. And what? And is become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. Think about it in Ephesians that we've been seated together with Christ and made to sit with him at the right hand of the Lord. Woo! Now look at verse 17. Imagine your dear precious Lord, your Redeemer singing this. I shall not die. Jesus said these words on the Mount of Olives. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. Glory be to God. 
This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee. For thou hast heard me. Thou art become my salvation. He's singing this to the Father. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Verse 24. Some people think this is a 24-hour period, a Friday when, or a Monday. This is the day. But no, this means an age. This is the day. This is the age. This is the dispensation plan before the foundation of the world where Peter said, Jesus Christ, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So Jesus on that Mount of Olives, when he's singing with the disciples, he's singing with a loud voice. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Say now I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we can go on and on. But for the sake of time, I'm just giving you an example that our Lord Jesus followed what we read in Ephesians chapter 5. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in Psalms. Jesus did that. Psalms and hymns. We need it all. We need it all that God has. What are hymns? What are they? I believe that we have some hymns in our, even in our Baptist hymnals that came straight from the throne room of God. Not all of them. Some are embalmed with doubt and unbelief. But thank God as you get to know the word, you can recognize it. But we don't throw what we say in Oklahoma, and I'm sure here in Texas you know what I'm talking about. This expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know what that means? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I think we do ourselves an injustice sometimes and miss out on some good, rich gems of songs when we just throw out our hymnals. Because there are some marvelous hymns that I believe came straight from the throne room of God. Don't you? One of them is, Now, frog, you get out of my throat in Jesus' name. Amen. But one of those hymns, and and if you remember it, sing along with me. We haven't digressed from our subject. We're talking about be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in what? And, And so hymns would be something like this. Oh, praise the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal Diadem and crown 
Don't you believe that? We'll sing that in heaven. That's a hymn. It shows reverence. I believe the Lord's restoring reverence to each one of us. And it's marvelous. And then spiritual songs. Spiritual songs are kind of like just a little ditty. You know what a ditty is? It's just a little something fresh from the bakery of heaven, from the heart of your Father God who loves you. And you pick up on it in your spirit, and you sing it out. It may, it may not need to be recorded or put out on, for the public. It's for you. It's personal. To get you over. Which reminds me of what the word song means in the Hebrew. Do I sound like my mother when I say that or not? I just thought about that. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Mitzmora. Can you say Mitzmora? Song. Mitzmor. And when you study the Hebrew, there's one, it's, it, it has 21 roots, uh, 200 and some odd roots, 261, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But it has a root system, which it's, resembles a hubcap of a wheel. The root is the hubcap, and the spokes are all the family of words that are related to that root. And no matter what family of words that it develops, that family word always is a reflection of where it began, the root. And so the root of song, and we're talking about psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, the root of it is cleansing, purging. And the implication is stripping off the dead bark of your life so that which is green and flourishing and the life within you may be unhindered and continue to flow and to grow. Isn't that glorious? So no wonder Jesus told uh, Brother Hagin, the most important thing for my church is for them to continually be filled with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs so that they're continually cleansed and, and the river is flowing and they're unhindered in their work for me. Glory. So I've got 15 minutes. So I'm going to give you my little testimony in 15 minutes. Pray for a miracle. Um, My husband, Bob, and I were blessed with two children. Kylie's now 39 and Cody is now 36, his birthday. But in 1985, when my children were much younger... And uh, Kylie was then four, and Cody was about nine months. My husband and I had uh, been living in Tulsa, had a business of our own called Rochelle Graphics. And that was the time that the oil dropped out of the economy, so to speak. The, The bottom dropped out. Tulsa's economy at that time, they've since learned, and it's different, but at that time... It was, they had all their eggs in one basket in oil. So when the bottom dropped out of oil, uh, it affected us. And so my husband said one morning, 
I've tried to keep it from you, honey. I didn't want you to be concerned, but um, it's over. Our business is over. Say goodbye to the house, goodbye to the cars, goodbye to the furniture. I called someone. It's all sold, liquidated. I called my mom and dad. We can live with them. And um, (laughs) praise the Lord. (laughs) So um, he left. He said, I got to take care of some business. I'll see you tonight. And so that morning, uh, I put—I remember I had a purple bathrobe, and I just—it wasn't joy unspeakable, full of glory. And Kylie, who woke up about that time, and she usually had a praise on her lips. She was a, given to song, even as a little girl, and she'd always wake up singing, "This is the day the Lord has made." But she was crying, and just a, a brief, quick word of wisdom, parents. When I ask the Lord, I go, what's up with Kylie? And the sweet Holy Spirit, just that guide inside, the sweet Holy Spirit that every Christian should have and be a strong impression. The same spirit that's affecting you is affecting Kylie. That that spirit of oppression and depression is affecting her. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm taking that thing off. Because... I can't have a pity party. It'll affect my kids. So, um, got Kylie. Then Cody was nine months old. He's tall and thin now, but when he was nine months old, he was so fat. And and, uh, I thought he was beautiful until his Pentecostal grandmother on the other side, I heard her praying for him. She didn't know I could hear, but she had a loud Pentecostal voice and I could hear. And she said, Lord, I thank you for this boy. Oh, I thank you, Father, how the gift and how we've prayed for him. And here he is. We're just so thankful. But, oh, Father, can you give him a neck? (laughs) So, praise God, he's got a good neck. Praise the Lord. And he was so fat. I thought he was perfect until I heard that prayer. You know, love is blind. Especially a mother's love. So nonetheless, and then we're part Cherokee Indian. And if you've ever been around Native American babies and their hair, it's like feathers. It goes straight out. And I always wanted to try to put those feathers down before church so you'd look real sharp, you know, put a little part, baby gel. And no, no, baby gel and all come straight up. And uh, so that morning... Kylie, his sister, called it praise the Lord hair. But um, now, did I mention that he was so fat when he smiled, his eyes disappeared? (laughs) You ought to see him now. He looks better. (laughs) Right? He's better than that. Yeah. So anyway, but so here we are. And I said, Lord, I know faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. And I've got to act like the word of God is true, not based on my feelings. So I'm going to call my mother and see if she has the word of the Lord for me. She never has had, and I've heard her be used in this area. But I think this would be a great opportunity. So I called her and gave her the the news. And she said, yes, Shelly, I'll pray and I'll see what the Lord has. 
But remember what the word says. It doesn't say as many as are led by prophets are the spirit of the Lord. It says as many as are led by the spirit of God. And so it has to bear witness with something you already have. So all that to say, she called back soon and I had my pen and pad and she said, yes, I've heard from the Lord, honey. Praise God, mom. Thank you for taking the time to pray. She said, well, this is it. All right, I'm ready. The Lord has not toppled off the throne. (laughs) Click, hung up. (laughs) I had another test to fight. The, The devil came and said, other people get paragraphs. You're her daughter and only got a sentence. But I knew that was the devil. I said, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I look back now, that's the best word that God could have given me. Hallelujah. God has not toppled off the throne. So faith is an act. So with those, so we went... the kids and I, we went to the kitchen. I go, well, instead of an old cold bowl of cereal, faith is an act. I'm going to have a victory breakfast. I'm baking oatmeal and put a raisin happy face. <laughs> so as I'm cooking the oatmeal, I reminded of the thought, Lord, your thoughts are higher than mine. Your ways are higher than mine. And this situation that Bob and I are in, God, you have that thought. You have that answer. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, you can reveal it to me. We're just one thought away from the answer. And God has that thought. So uh, over the oatmeal pot, I said, Lord, I just, and the kids, you know. And this is what came. Lightning fast. What you need is a good drunk. I thought it was the devil. I bound it in Jesus' name. (laughs) Thought I impressed God with using my authority in the name of Jesus. He's so patient. So I got, again, I'm still stirring oatmeal and got quiet. And I said, Lord, what is it? What is that thought? He said, what you need is a good drunk. And then I tested it. It wasn't coming to my mind or intellect. It was coming to my spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, the spirit of man, not the intellect, the spirit of man, the inward man of the heart is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. That means God is going to use your spirit, your inward man to lead you, to guide you. And so this thought that was coming was coming from the inside of me. And to my shock, I said, God, this is you. He said, I'm not opposed to my children being drunk. I'm just opposed to them using natural means to get there. He said, Satan, the God of this world is a counterfeiter. He's taken something pure from me and counterfeited it. He said, Shelly, the last time I had total control of every member of the body of Christ was on the day of Pentecost. And what did I have them doing? 
They were so filled with the Holy Ghost and power that room couldn't hold them. And they were out on the streets of Jerusalem. And over 3,000 came to be with the, to the Lord. And, he, and I said, Lord, well, I was filled with the Holy Ghost in Monroe, Louisiana and when I was 13 years old with the evidence of speaking with tongues. Remember that night, Lord? Yes, honey, I do. But you leaked out. <laughs> you see, there's one initial baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But as you read the book of Acts, you'll see that there are many refillings of the Holy Spirit. I needed a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And so he reminded me of this scripture. I said, well, Lord, I'll be glad to be refilled. Just show me. And that's why it's important to get the word of God in you before the test comes so that the Holy Spirit can bring that word to you when you need it. So I had read these scriptures earlier. And so over the stove, the Holy Spirit so sweetly brought up. Be filled with the Spirit. Be being filled with the Spirit. Then it tells you the next verse how. What's the next word? Speaking. Speaking. So stop right there. Be filled with the Spirit what? Be filled with the Spirit thinking. No, it doesn't say thinking. That's important. Meditation's important. In fact, the very word meditation means to mutter. You're speaking to yourself. But you're be being filled with the Spirit speaking. Little speaking, little drinking. No speaking Ugh. No drinking. That was my Cherokee accent. Speaking and drinking go hand in hand. Immediately, the Lord, he just showed me a bar that was in Tulsa Airport. I never had been in a bar before, but immediately over that oatmeal, he showed me uh, where I would walk in front, because I had a glass, and I would look at those people at the bar with their glasses and just watch them. Because I never had been in a bar before. And I thought, man, that is interesting. So over the oatmeal pot, he reminded me of that. He said, Shelly, they don't just look at that glass and say, well, I ordered a drink. They do something. There's individual responsibility. And he said, right now, and right now, you start speaking to yourself. That's that individual responsibility. You start speaking to yourself. I can't speak for you. Angels can't speak for you. You have to, I have to drink for myself. And I began to speak. I I remembered the word that says, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, his spirit speaketh. Paul said, my spirit speaketh. So I had to get my tongue connected to my inward man. So I began by faith to talk, releasing uh, words, utterance given to my spirit by the Holy Ghost. And connecting my tongue, disengage it from my intellect because I had to plant, pray, pray, pray for the plan of God to be revealed. So I did. This is demonstration of the spirit and what I did over the oatmeal. <laughs> and so all of that to say, the next thing you know, bubbling up on the inside was a spiritual song. 
I didn't even know God knew it. But he gave it. And it went like this. Someone's in the kitchen with mama. Someone's in the kitchen. I know. Oh, yes, I know. My intellect didn't know what was coming out next. But my heart never missed a beat. Someone's in the kitchen with mama. He's the Holy Coding, a download of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, was in my kitchen. And he could raise my finances. And he could raise the dead things in my life. But I had to yield to him. Be being filled with the Spirit. Be being filled with God, the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, I sang it again and again and again and again and got so intoxicated with the wine of the Holy Spirit, my oatmeal spoon was the microphone. (laughs) Oatmeal everywhere. I looked at Cody and his Cherokee hairdo had a clump of oatmeal right on the top. I got so filled with the Holy Ghost that the things that used to make me nervous and tick me off. I was so drunk I didn't even care anymore. So what? Kamaraloke. So it's now 1031. (laughs) Have to go. But this service will continue to flow. Don't you love your pastors and how they love the things of God? Let's praise God for your pastors. Now, come on, let's praise God for your pastors.